Welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. You know who invited me to go turkey hunting? Who? Craig Morgan. Oh, fun. He was like, hey, next week we're going turkey hunting. Come with us. I have to, go to, I have to go to American Idol. Oh. oh, man. I know. That guy, though, is pretty good on TikTok. You ever watch his TikTok? Yes. <laughs> yes. And at first, you're like, all right, what are you doing on TikTok? I mean, I'm a little too old for TikTok, and I've been on it for a year or so. But Craig Morgan, you're like, what are you doing on TikTok? It's, but he's good at it. He does a, real, a good job, for real. He posted the other day a video of him singing his Starbucks order. And pretty funny. Here you go. I'd like a venti Americana with extra heavy whipping cream. And baby, could you please, baby, could you please steam it for me? Oh, <laughs> what you say? <laughs> Before he got uh, up there, he's like, hey, I lost a bet. I have to do this. <laughs> and and as, as soon as he's done, too, he does look like defeated. Like, oh, what did I just do? <laughs> Here's another clip where he's playing filled up glasses with water and singing. <laughs> Tell me now, baby, am I crazy? Or is there something going on? The guy's a really good singer. <laughs> I know you expect country music singers to be good. He's really good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. On mine, I posted this. I do these two-parters with stories. See if you can identify who I'm talking about. This is from my TikTok. I feel like I don't miss on a lot of new artists, but this is maybe one of the biggest misses I ever had in my whole career, where I got an email that says, hey, you should come to the front. There's new artists here in the building, and we think it's going to be a big deal if you want to go meet them. And I was busy. I probably had some commercials to cut or something. And I was like, you know what? He'll be back through. Who cares? And so my boss said, no, he's really got this large online following. I think it would be good if you came up and met him. You may regret this. And I was like, I, I, I don't have time to do it. And so the artist came. He played a few songs. He was young at the time. And everybody was just like, wow, we can't believe that he was this good. And I was like, the guy from the Internet is that good? You know, that's crazy. Wait till you hear who it is biggest blunder of my music career. Do you have a, don't, don't say who it is if you know. I know. Do you know? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I have my most educated guess. Do you know? I have a guess. Write it down. So, All right. Hey, so wait, question though, when you do that, how do you like reveal the answer? I do part two. Ah. This part right here. Here's part two of the new artist that I completely missed on. A uh, new artist was up in the front of the building. My boss said, hey, come meet this new artist. I was like, I don't really have time right now. And so I just didn't. I remember after he finished performing in our lounge area, Everybody came back to me and was like, why did you not go to that? He was going to hang out, do like a half hour interview. It was, to me, he was just a kid at the time. And everyone was like, he is so good. Like, although you see him, you know, all over TV and, you know, he's like a heartthrob kid. He's a, a great performer. And he was set up. I was going to do like a half hour interview with him. But I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to talk to a kid. I, I missed big time on this. And so he started to blow up. Song came out. Baby was crushing it. That was the time that I decided to not go to the front and hang out and watch Justin Bieber as like a 15 or 16-year-old kid perform for like 10 people. Biggest new artist blunder I ever made. Sorry about that, Biebs. Love you though now, for sure. <laughs> What'd you have? Justin Bieber. What'd you have? Bieber. Nice job. There it yeah. is. All right, I'm on TikTok too. Mr. Bobby Bones. Not as fun as Craig Morgan, but uh, <laughs> still fun. You know what time it is. It is time to open the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hello, Bobby Bones. My boyfriend and I are going to be moving in together this summer, and we're talking through how the bills will be split. For the record, 
We're not talking about marriage for another year or two. So doing joint accounts or anything combined isn't necessarily an option at this point in time. We will be living in the house my boyfriend had purchased before we started dating, but I certainly want to make sure that I am making a contribution to the bills, but we are unsure how to break it down. The issue is that he makes over double what I make, so doing 50-50 isn't something I can afford, but that's what we've always done with roommates. Is there another way you would recommend splitting the bills? I thought perhaps a percentage of our income goes toward bills. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Fallon. An interesting situation here. Because if you were just roommates, I would say it would be different. But you'd also be moving into a place that you guys could afford evenly. Exactly. Right? So She wouldn't move into a house she couldn't afford. Absolutely. And he knows that too, right? Yes, we should. My suggestion would be not to break it down by percentages because then you're just doing math all the time. And then you're going, all right, how much? Let's get... Take a couple of the bills and you just pay them. Let's say he's paying the big bills and it's like 75% of the total bill amount paid, but you're always covering the water bill and you're always covering the electric bill, but he's paying all the rest of it. I think it's just easier if instead of combining stuff, you just take care of a couple bills that actually equals about what you're going to pay anyway. It's just like target accomplished, target hit accomplished, move on. But if he starts running the water too long, you need to get on to him. Well, no. <laughs> That's the thing. It doesn't matter. If it fluctuates, it's on her. It doesn't matter. My suggestion would be you grab a couple or few of the bills that's, you know, 25% of what he pays, and you just commit to those two or three bills, and he pays the rest of them. I think that's easier for everyone. You're not figuring out percentages. There's no surprise each time. It's, it is what it is. You're doing the water, you're doing the electric, or whatever it is. What do you think about that? I don't know. I'm just thinking if he's already the homeowner, he clearly, he's been paying for it on his own. He's responsible. He has he's the got mortgage. the bills figured out. They're probably in his name. So I guess I'm thinking if this isn't too weird, like, I mean, I like your idea. It could work too. But I'm thinking if he's already paying for everything, he does it. And then take a look at what you make. And I'll just throw out a number. Like say, it's not going to be this, but $200 is what you can do. And so every month you write him a check for $200. Mm, that feels weird to write him a check. I know, it does. I know. It or, makes a love almost a transactional mm. thing. Okay, you're right. I know. And she probably wants a certain level of like, I'm of like Con- I'm she's contributing yeah. and I'm responsible, but also certain bills might also be in his name unless she has them switched to hers. So I, yeah. I, I mean, if you plan on getting married, then it shouldn't be like, too weird, right? He's your boyfriend. It's not like you're... But you're still a year or two out. That's true. You know, they're not ta- They're not engaged. I say you take a couple or a few of the smaller bills, mm-hmm. let him pay the big ones. He's paying the mortgage and you're just done. There's no more conversation about how much things are. What's the percentage of 30% for it? It is. That's, the, that's it. Eddie, what about you? I mean, she used the word... Ro- she's comparing to like roommates. Like She's done that in the past with roommates. This isn't that situation at all. So I think just showing him that you can contribute, I think he's got it all under control. It sounds like he's a responsible guy with good money and a house and everything. I bet you he doesn't even want her to pay anything. But the fact that she shows like, hey, like you said, a couple bills here and there, I think it'd be great. Whenever Caitlin moved here, I had ever, I already had my life going. They're so you were to live here no matter what. You're right. So I had the mortgage. I was paying all the bills. But her thing is, she's like, hey, I need to contribute, so she'll buy groceries. Good one. You know, she's got her card on the file at at Kroger if we're ordering groceries from uh, Instacart. 
So she does little filling, putting gas in the cars. She'll go because she wants to feel like she's contributing, and I'm not like, all right, we got a septic bill. You appreciate that when she does it? Of course. Yeah, of course I appreciate it. I don't need it, but I appreciate right. it. And also she's like, hey, I need to feel like I'm adding something to this household. And I think that's probably what this balance yeah. feeling too. She wants to feel like she's contributing and not just sitting around like a lump on a log. I know? like that idea, like you're saying. After I said it out loud, I, I definitely, I would feel weird like <laughs> writing my boyfriend a check, like, here's my money, mm-hmm. take it. And it probably would be awkward for him too. It'd be like, okay, I know you don't even make as much as me, but hand over my $200. Also, we say check, it's a Venmo. Oh right. yeah, true. Let's be real. Hey, Mima. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Last time I had roommates, we wrote checks. Yeah. That's been a while. Uh, Fallon, thank you for your email. I think that's the solution. You grab a couple or a few of the lower bills and you pay them. He pays the and rest. And then, yeah, groceries could even be mm-hmm. counted as a bill. That's true. Fallon, thank you. If you guys want to email us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, close it up. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. Raymundo, you went and got a vaccine? Oh, yeah. I went to Wally World. Was it a Walmart that was close to you or no? No, I uh, found out you got to drive into the sticks. I was 45 minutes out to uh, there's wide open because for whatever reason, people don't know that you can go to these Walmarts in the country and get a vaccine. Either they don't know or they don't care, right? Because we, uh, Caitlin went down and got on a list at a Walmart an hour and a half away, and they're like, all day long, it's wide open. So she went down. How was it for you? It was crazy. There were signs for flu shots and stuff like that. So I asked one of the attendants, I said, hey, where do I get my vaccine? I'm all signed up and everything like that. And they go, oh, just over there. And I go, but there's nobody in line. They said, yeah, you're the first person in an hour. So I went up there, stood there, and I was kind of next to the flu shot people. And I go, why are y'all getting the flu shots? You know you can get the vaccine, right? They had no idea. I was informing America that you can get the vaccine. You just get on a list. How was it for you? Oh, in and out. They uh, they did ask me some questions. They, I had to prove that my wife was immunocompromised. And other than that, though, I was able to get it because I didn't fit in the 65 category, healthcare worker, pretty much that stuff. I wasn't going to ask how you got it because I think that question is a bit intrusive. I don't think you go, hey, how do you qualify? Because people may not want to share their medical history with you. Oh, yeah. It's very true. Like You don't know what's going on with people, and they yeah. may not want you to know. Yeah. I don't need people knowing what's going on with me, how I was able to get mine early. And on, on the air, we just kind of said, hey, something happened. And so I for sure qualified. And I wasn't going to ask Ray, but your wife now uh, went through breast cancer. And so she's immunocompromised, still considered that? Oh, yeah. I believe for the rest of her life she will. Really? Yeah. Are you sore? Is your arm sore? Really not. It was just the first shot. I had nothing. I'm expecting the second one. I have heard people have some side effects from that, so we'll see in a month. Yeah, I had nothing happen to me either. Which one did you get, Pfizer or Moderna? I went Pfizer, but I really didn't have an option. They just told me which one. I went Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just get whatever they put in your arm there. You just show up, and it could be that, uh, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, but that's only one. So 80% of couples planning their weddings aren't concerned with vaccine availability for guests. We're getting married late summer. We are. We feel like everybody will have been vaccinated if they wanted to get vaccinated. Tell me if I'm crazy in thinking this. I feel like because we're getting married in s- such late summer, and they say everybody will have it by the end of May, that we're like, let's party. If, if you have the opportunity to get it, and then you choose not to get it, that's on you. That's how I feel. Because if you choose not to get it, I shouldn't have to make my plans different because of what you've chosen. Do you want guests to disclose 
I don't care. Because it, it's the, okay. Because yeah. if I have the vaccine, you're not going to give it to me. So, yeah. So just to be clear, the vaccine protects you. The, yeah. And that's it. So if you want to be protected, you have the vaccine. If yes. not, then it's on you. I see what you're saying. So do you guys think I'm wrong for going, hey, here we go. If we're in August and it's time to have the wedding and everybody's got the vaccine that wanted it, uh, let's just, let's party. Right. Makes sense to me. Masks off. Music up. Yeah. Let's go. Convince me otherwise, because I'll listen. No? No. All right. Not for me. Then we're going to have the wedding. Thank you, guys. <laughs> we're the panel. You're the okay. panel. <laughs> we're going forth with the wedding. We're feeling good about it. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Carrie Underwood will be doing a live virtual concert of her new My Savior album. It's happening on Easter Sunday from the Ryman in Nashville. They will stream it on Carrie's Facebook page at 11 a.m. Central Time with donations during the stream benefiting Save the Children. Dolly Parton is getting a comic book in the Female Four series. Her life story will be told in comic book form. The comic comes out on March 31st. Thomas Rhett talked about giving his dad, Red Akins, a shout out in his latest single, What's Your Country Song? As we started to kind of craft this song, we had the chorus first and then we were trying to figure out where to take the verses and we kind of thought, what if we could tell a story in the verses through using some of our favorite song titles, whether it's from the 80s or from the 90s or now. And I remember the first line that I spit out was, are your heart broke because you know that ain't your truck and her drive? Literally as a joke, just because dad was sitting there. And as we started to write the song, it felt like it just fit. It was pretty funny, but I'm glad dad got a shout out in that song. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Kara Wilson is a server at the Castaway Waterfront Restaurant and Sushi Bar in Marathon, Florida, and she's working a real busy morning. There's a lot of people in the restaurant, and there's a customer who just won't stop talking to her, and she wants to know more about the people working at the restaurant. She mentions, I'm flying back to Florida here in my private plane a little bit, and Kara's like, oh my, roll my eyes, like what's going on here? But she wants to know how many people are working the restaurant at that moment. She says, why? She's like, it's not important, just how many? She's like, I don't know. She goes back and starts counting the people. She says there's 23 or whatever. So the customer says, great. And she writes down the tip, $10,000. And she says, Kara, make sure you spread that with everyone that works at the restaurant. (laughs) She got a $10,000 tip. Wow. Crazy. Couple questions. It's an amazing story. Why does it matter how many people if 23 equals 10,000? I think she just wanted to know how many people am I going to be helping today. Or maybe she was going to do, if there was less people working, she wasn't going to do something. Maybe it helped her crunch the numbers in her head. And does Kara get a slightly bigger cut of that? Uh, well, Kara, what she did, called the newspaper and said, you got to get the story and immediately made me think of Lunchbox. He tried to get himself in the news. Right. right. The yeah. server called the news, not the customer. That, that, that may have been your move. You should do it again and tell the person working behind the counter, would you mind calling the news? <laughs> okay. Because you called the news on yourself. Oh, How geez. much did you tip? No, I bought everybody in the restaurant lunch. I went to oh, a sub shop because that's what Darius Rucker had done at IHOP, and so I tried to be cool and do what he did, and I told everybody, hey, don't be afraid to call the news. Call the news. And nobody did. No one did, so well, then Nico Jackson, who <laughs> happened to be a customer in the restaurant, he called the news and nothing. You should tell the person working there. Okay. Next time, I'll do it, and I'll have them. But hey, you're going to have to give them something substantial. Right? Lunchbox can't tip. Well, I would say if you go into a whole restaurant, like Darius did, not just four people in a subline. Oh, man. I know. Right. And pay for the whole meal? 
Well, okay. you got to spend money to get rich. I don't know. Huh? Get famous. I've mean, never he heard won, of that one. He, won, he won <laughs> She's made to spend money to make money. Right. But yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. He just wants notoriety. Well, just, here's another thing that's going to make Lunchbox mad, too. You want to know the name of the lady that muffed tip? Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have a name. She's anonymous. Oh, anonymous. anonymous. Yeah, she doesn't want to be known. Dang. No, her name is, what's that server's name? <laughs> Kara. Yeah, Kara is really the person that left the tip and went to the newspaper. Uh, Wait, no, that doesn't make <laughs> that's sense. That's not yeah. true. Yes, Kara is the one that left the $10,000 tip, but Kara doesn't really work at the restaurant. Kara is the person, she said, hey, there's this girl, Kara, that works at the restaurant. Is He's making all there's that a, up. There's a real Kara that did this story. Okay, He's Eddie, making all that's that a up. good story. <laughs> that's, what the, that, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Assistant District Attorney Greg Shore has been demoted after he was busted delivering DoorDash during working hours. I don't hate the guy for having a second job. <laughs> I think we've all had to do that at some point, especially in the pandemic where it's been tough for a lot of folks. But if you have a prominent job like Assistant District Attorney... You should probably do that while it's time to do the assistant district attorney. Yeah, I think there's people probably relying on you big time. Also, if you get demoted, what are you now? The assistant to the assistant oh. district attorney? Oh, man. Maybe maybe now you actually do go pick up yeah. food for people. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be part of your Ironically. job <laughs> All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. Yesterday, I was listening to the radio, and Jake Owen came on, Made for You. I love the song. This has been my favorite song on the radio for a couple months now at this point. And I was thinking, how did you guys on the show know that your significant other was, like this song says, made for you? Like what was, Wow. it can be a single moment or like when did it hit you where you're like, all right, this person's made for me. Eddie, I'll start with you. Ooh, this is great. Okay, okay. So I guess we were dating about two years and I was living in Huntsville, Texas and Pearl Jam was coming to Houston. And my wife now, she was living in Austin at the time. Well, she drove up to Houston to the Pearl Jam concert, and she, we were kind of talking, and I go, look, uh, I, I know you're kind of like my girlfriend now, but I've always watched Pearl Jam in the front row with my friend, like, and all the Pearl Jam fans, so I'm going to have to just do that, if that's okay with you, and she drove all the way from Austin, and she goes, you do love Pearl Jam, and I'm going to let you do that, and I said, wow, like, she's going to let me enjoy my <laughs> concert in the front row while she just sits in the back. And just watches her show because she knows how much I love this band. That's when I knew she was made for me. So she went to the concert? Yes, she drove all the way to Houston. But she didn't watch it with you? Nope. And you didn't go, let me just take one for the team and go sit with her? If it wasn't Pearl Jam, I would have. But she knows how important that was to me. And I said, wow, she's made for me. And you've been, you've been married for how long now? F- 15 years. How many Pearl Jam shows have you guys been to together now? Uh, together, we went all the way to Hawaii to see a Pearl Jam show. So probably about five, her and I. Do you watch them with her now at least? Now she's the one I go with. Yes. That's crazy you did that so early in the relationship. <laughs> I know. You're lucky know. she didn't throw deuces at you. If she would have, then we wouldn't be married. Yeah, she wouldn't be made for him. Thank you, Amy. She needed to probably know what's up. Like, this would happen again, maybe. (laughs) Bones, I've never thought about that before. Thanks for bringing that up. All right, made for you. Amy? Um, I would say probably the minute he wanted to start dating me. Like, I knew my husband since I was eight years old, and he was older than me and friends with my sister and her friends. So I always thought they were so cool. And to me, I just had him on this pedestal of sorts. So, I mean, we got engaged pretty quickly after we started dating. Like, what was it? A couple months? (laughs) I remember Amy coming to me going, hey, so this guy that I knew as a kid, 
Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's in the military. I met him at a wedding. I kind of re-met at a wedding. And I was like, get away from that. Like, he's military. He's probably got 100 girls, 100 places. <laughs> I was like, that'll never work. Yeah. Remember that advice? I kind of thought, well, we when we started talking about him on air, like when I started dating him, we didn't say his name or anything. We just called him Air Force Guy. And I remember thinking like, oh, my gosh, Air Force Guy could be my husband. Like, this could be it. And then sure enough, he proposed. And then a few months after that, we were married. Like, from the wedding that you brought up, that it's took from that wedding to our wed- to our wedding was six months. From when you met, like re-met the first time to mm-hmm. getting married was six months? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's quick. I think a lot of people thought Amy was pregnant. Yeah, but I wasn't. There wasn't. That wasn't possible. Huh. So crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike D., a lot of people are asking about your wedding because you're getting married in June, right? Yeah. How's that going? Going good. We have everything finalized. We're ready to go. We just got our wedding bands picked You did? Up. Yeah. You going to wear yours around your neck like I do? I'm not, no. <laughs> no. Why not? I don't know. I don't really like any kind of jewelry. Well, I'm not a jewelry guy. I wear watches now. I'm not a jewelry guy, but I feel like I keep it close to my heart. I also feel like everybody makes fun of me for wearing it. How did you know that your fiance, Kelsey, was made for you? Whenever I met her parents for the first time and her younger brothers and saw the way she interacted with them, I was like, I could see myself building a family with her. And that was when I knew. So that was her seeing her with a family made you see her with you in your family. It saw like the whole future. Yeah. It, yeah. You had that vision. Probably. Yeah. I don't, I love that. I think that's sweet. Amy, don't cry. Come here. <laughs> Lunchbox, what about you? I would say my wife, whenever I'd go out with just the boys, and she knows that a lot of chicks would come up and, you know, try to make moves on me, and she'd always tell me, hey, no, t- just no tongue. Like, if they kiss you, Stop. no big deal. Just no tongue. That was our rule. And so we'd be out at bars sometimes together, and girls would come up and just give me a kiss, and she'd be like, that's cool as long as there's no tongue. So you were with her, dating her, and she would let girls kiss you as long as there was no tongue. Yep. 100%. That's not true. You, are you saying you wouldn't kiss them, they would just kiss you? Yeah. But like, I'm also saying there's no way she allowed her boyfriend to kiss other girls. 100%. We need her audio of her saying that this is what she allowed. Without it sounding like she has a gun to her head. Right. <laughs> That's fine. I'll get the audio. I, you guys, you don't believe me. My wife is so cool and laid back that things don't bother her. I'm telling you, girls would come up to me at the bars and they would Mwah, plant one on me and she'd just stand over there and drink her drink and then she'd come up and be like, oh, that was funny. First of all, I've never seen a girl just go up and kiss him. Ever. No, ever. 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 And then Never. secondly, I just don't think his wife would allow that, or a girlfriend at the time. Would she allow it now? Um, I don't know. I'd have to ask her about now. But yeah, that <laughs> was right. that was her running thing. Was if I and if I was going out with the boy, she'd be like, "Remember, no tongue." That's how that's how he knew she was <laughs> yes. for him. Okay, so so far, Mike D is the most romantic here, Bobby. What about you? I don't know that mine's extremely romantic, but about the third time that Caitlin made me belly laugh because she's the funniest person. I think mean, she's. Surpassed Eddie in the funniest person in my oh. life. Yeah, I mean she's really funny. She's funnier than I am, and so I was about the third time. I was like, I I I have to like dial in to keep up with her, and I thought, okay, this definitely could be something like something really big. But that was the first time where it clicked, where I was like, holy crap, this is different than anything else because I already really liked her. But about the third time, because that's how you get to my heart, making me laugh. <laughs> And about the third time I was like laughed out loud at something she said. I was like, oh boy, I think this might be the, I think this might be it. She was made for me. Yeah, I think that mm-hmm. I think that was it. Okay. Raymundo, last one. 
Yeah, I uh, moved in with her and her roommate uh, downtown. It was two girls, and it always just felt so girly in the living room. And one day I came home, and she bought me a putting green, and she put it right in the living room, right in front of everything. And I thought, <laughs> oh, this is fun. This will be last maybe for like a week. That putting green stayed there for about 12 months. <laughs> I was like, I love this chick. She's made for me. <laughs> so when you look back at all of these, right, this is a nice little study here about what's important to all of us. Like, Ray still wants to be a bro. Even <laughs> yeah. though he's married, Ray wants to be a bro. Eddie still loves music. Like, the most important thing to him is music. Love it music. was then, it is now. Like, that's what you would know Eddie for. Lunchbox still likes to act like he's making out with chicks. <laughs> Anyway, you can still see what was important to us then and what's still important (laughs) to us now. They just had to match what is important to us. Let's go over to the phones. In Texas, Tony is on the phone. Hey, Tony, good morning. Good morning. I was calling just to say hi because I miss you guys. I love your show, but I haven't listened in several weeks because I gave up listening to the show for Lent. Mm. Uh, My daughter suggested it. She's (laughs) nine years old. and at first I was going to tell her, oh, it's a little too hard for mama because I love the show. And she ended up giving up electronics for Lance. So I was like, yeah, OK. So I figured this would be a fun way for me to hang out with you guys without uh, breaking my lips on it. <laughs> so when when do you get to listen to the show again? After Easter. OK, so you're almost there. Another week or so and you get to listen. Yeah. Is there anything that she's I'm- missed over the past month? Uh, Arkansas is in the Sweet 16 NCAA tournament. <laughs> Big deal for me. Um, that's happened. What can we clue her in on? Matthew McConaughey was on the show yeah. um, yesterday. You're starting to wear your wedding yeah, ring your wedding around your neck. Ring. Wear my wedding neck. band around my neck. Yeah, and everybody's making fun of me. Yeah, it's good. Amy and Eddie had birthdays. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, George Strait was in Amy's hotel room. Yeah. No. Oh, I, I'm I'm the elder versus millennial champion. All right, Tony. Well, I feel like that's it. Anything else you want to know? Well, I do want to wish Amy a happy belated birthday. I missed your birthday. I'm sorry. I'm I'm right behind you. I'll be 40 in a couple of weeks. Nice. Oh, it's great. You're going to love how it. Does it. How does it feel? It feels awesome. Awesome. I'm here for it. You're not in the future, Amy. <laughs> for me, it does. I'm telling her. Amy's like, hey, you're going to love it up here. I'm already here. I see it. You're, it's going to be great for you. <laughs> yeah. Happy early birthday. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. All right, Tony. I wish we had more to talk about, but um, I guess that's it. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. All right. Thanks. See you later. I guess we should be flattered because you're supposed to give up something that you really love. We could have just put her on hold and let her hear more of the show, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That way she wasn't actually listening on the radio. Mm-hmm. I do have some reaction clips to the mailbag from yesterday. Uh, in the mailbag yesterday, Jared wrote us saying that his fiance wanted her dad to attend his bachelor party. He's a dude getting married, and all of a sudden she's like, my dad needs to come. And he's like, what? And all the guys on the show were like, no, if you don't want him to come, he shouldn't come. That shouldn't be forced upon you. If you do want him to come, great. But if you don't, that shouldn't be forced upon you. So Lunchbox goes out to talk to people. Here is the first clip. Yeah, I don't know about that. Not if it's going to be a bachelor party. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So So say no to that, right? Yeah. uh, Well, the other part is, is that happy wife, happy life. Yeah. So if she really wants him to come, I'd find something maybe a little different. Like you could do like a top golf. You could do a... There's a lot of different things you can do here that are still fun. That's true. Okay. That's true. You know. All right. Thank you. I just wouldn't change my whole bachelor party because I had to fit a father-in-law in. You can make something else just for him. Yeah. There's another one. Your bachelor party is you're, you're chilling with your dudes. Right. So you shouldn't have to conform. You can have the bachelor party but throw a real one later without him. So what you're saying? Tell her you're going out golfing. So you're saying fake bachelor party? Yeah, just go out, have some beers and whatnot, and act like, woo, woo wild and crazy. I'm done with it now. And then go out with your buddies on a separate case. 
That's funny to have a whole fake uh-huh. bachelor party. <laughs> the problem is someone's going to post a picture somewhere. <laughs> Not even a bad picture, but somehow it's going to get back to them. But a fake bachelor party would be hilarious. <laughs> the Here's Amy's pile of stories. So if you're looking to commit something to memory, it's better that you write it down. Like take pen to paper and that'll help you out. A lot of people type things up because that's just the norm these days. But they say it's way more effective if you're hoping to memorize it. And it makes me think of a birthday present that my husband got me, which is a, a tablet thing that you can write on. And oh, yeah, I saw him give you that. Yeah, it's called Remarkable. And it's just that. Like, so you can write things down, but then it'll even, like, transfer it over to a typed message if you want it to. Seems like a little too much work for me to write things <laughs> down on a pad. But what, ha- what, what works for me is saying it out loud. If someone's like, hey, remember this, or a license plate. If I just think it, I'm going to remember it. I don't do that well. But if I say it, 9F2PPA. I remember that. And that's oh. Eddie's license plate. You yeah, well, oh. I would just say that. <laughs> but I, you know where I get that from are like in uh, spy movies or when they're in the Middle East. They're like, okay, say it out loud. And they'll make them say it out loud back. And so I looked it up and that's what they do. That's mm-hmm. how you really, if you say it out loud, it's easy to remember as well. All right, what else? So do you think it's okay to use emojis at work? Yeah, duh, we have a dumb job. <laughs> okay, but like with our CEO, would you use an emoji? Yes. I would use a, a few emojis. I wouldn't send them... The, you know, uh, eggplant. <laughs> okay, but I would say we didn't have a dumb job. Would you think it's professional I, it, just, no? it just depends who the CEO is and what your relationship is with them. Well, now three out of four people say they're down for using emojis at work, and that used to not be the case. But a new survey was done, and people think it helps them, like, send the right tone of a message and makes work a little less formal. And then they can respond to messages a lot faster if they can just throw out an emoji. Emojis help so much with tone. A little smiley face. Everything's fixed. That's a Band-Aid on your mean message. <laughs> uh, speaking of CEOs, our CEO RSVP to my wedding. Oh, he, oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, he RSVP'd. I was <laughs> big surprised. Deal. Yeah, big deal. He's going to fly in to come to the wedding. That is. You just kind of send it and go, I bet he doesn't want to come, but I'm going to send it, hoping he comes, <laughs> but he'll probably just go, mm, I'm too busy doing CEO things. Yeah, because he's probably really busy. And I would expect him to send a message, hey, I would love to come, but can't, and then an emoji, like a smiley <laughs> face. But he's like, no, I'll be there. Can't, can't wait. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, all right, what else? So Post Malone was part of the Texas Benefit concert that Matthew McConaughey put on, and he did a cover of Brad Paisley's I'm Gonna Miss Her. Here's a clip. Well, I'm gonna miss her when I get home. But right now I'm on this lake shore, and I'm I'm sitting in the sun. Here's the thing about Post Malone. He musically represents all of us. And you may think, well, I don't like Post Malone. But, but the guy grew up in Texas, loves country music, obviously loves hip-hop, loves 90s rock, did the whole Nirvana live thing, did a Hootie song. If you grew up in the streaming era or the download era, Post Malone kind of represents where you come from. And so he could put out a country album. He wouldn't do an album. A country song, and I think people would kind of be like at it sideways. But I think it would work because I think he genuinely loves country music. Let's go to our Post Malone expert, Mike D. Mike D, what do you think about Post Malone and country music? I think he'd be great at it. He's hinted before that he wants to put out an album, but I think he would definitely do a song. And he loves country music. What else have you seen him do country-wise? I mean, he hangs out with a bunch of country artists and like plays their songs with them. So yeah, definitely he would do that. What are you, you going to do, Amy? Well, he's previously covered Hank Williams. He's also shared the stage with Little Big Town, Darius Rucker, and Blake Shelton before. There you go. So yeah. 
There's no reason why he shouldn't be a guest here. On our show? Oh, yeah. bring him in. Bring hey, him in. Scuba. <laughs> Let's put Scuba on it. He's denied us three times already. Oh, we've tried. He has? Yeah, he has. Or not, not, not him personally, but his label has. Hold on, here's Mike D coming back. He follows me on Twitter. What if I send him a DM? Try it, yeah. See if he'll do it because his <laughs> label, you know the labels are, they have their, they have whatever they try to do. Hit him up directly and see if you get a different kind of response. Okay, yeah. Hit him okay, up. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> the uh, Sundays. And there's no chance he responds to Mike. <laughs> How does he follow you on Twitter? Does he follow everybody? No. I just randomly liked one of his tweets one day and then he followed me back. Hmm, maybe That's it was an accident. Cool. Follow me for a few years now. <laughs> you are a diehard Post Malone fan. I'm a diehard Post Malone fan. Huh. Okay, message. Are you wait, hold on, I come back to the <laughs> <Okay>. microphone. <laughs> are you worried he'll stop following you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting to have a reason to message him. I think this is the reason. <laughs> and you're not going to be upset if you message him and then he goes, "Why am I following this guy?" and then gets out. No. You you're okay. I'll be fine with it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Shoot your shot. Oh, shoot our shot. Bro. How about that? <laughs> for all of us. All right, Amy, what else? Sunday's Wear Texas Benefit is going to be up on Matthew McConaughey's YouTube page for a whole month. So if you haven't watched it yet, you can still go there, and it's youtube.com slash Matthew McConaughey. Google how to spell his last name. You're, you know what? <laughs> Please do. It's a, it's a lot. All right. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's a couple in their 60s. They're driving through Idaho. They got their pickup truck. They got their 30-foot camper trailer attached to the back. When they swerve, lose control, boom, crash through the guardrail, and they are hanging 100 foot down to a gorge. Like, they are stuck off the side of the bridge. The truck is just hanging there. The only thing that is holding on is the safety chain from the trailer to the truck. And they are dangling. So the trailer is still on flat ground. Yes, but the truck is... OMG. So it's them two and their two dogs just dangling there. So the police and rescue team come and they get harnesses and they rappel down, wrap a harness around the driver, pull them up. Then the passenger pull him up, saved him, and the dog. That's what I was gonna say. Where are the dogs? Yeah. Where are the dogs? Where are the dogs? All right. But they were literally dangling, <laughs> uh, like you could see the gorge below, and they're gonna fall to their death. Oh my gosh! What about you guys? I'm picturing that once they took everyone out, then everything fell. Right when they pulled yeah, the last yeah, dog, yeah. it fell. Oh yeah, just yeah. like the movie. Right. Yeah. And if no, don't go on a trip anymore. Stop, stop driving. <laughs> Like Who, them? Yeah, it's or, over. You survived, just stay home now. There oh. you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over to Amy and get the morning corny. The morning corny. There once was a king who was only 12 inches tall. Okay. Terrible king, great ruler. <laughs> really? 12 inches? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That was the morning corny. Okay. Hey. <laughs> These are always awkward because we love both of them. So it's Battle of the Bands, 90s country edition. In the red corner from Georgia, six foot four, 185 pounds. He sold over 75 million albums. 16 studio albums, three greatest hits albums, two Christmas albums, two gospel albums. His hits include Gone Country, Gone Country. Look at them. and Don't Rock the Jukebox, rock the jukebox. and Don't Forget About Chattahoochee. It is A-L-A-N, Alan Jackson! Yeah. It's tough to beat Alan Jackson. 
standing at five foot ten, weighing 169 pounds. This next artist has sold more than 100 million records worldwide. His hits include Check Yes or No. Check Yes or No. Oh man. Carrying Your Love With Me. I'm carrying your love with me. And Amarillo by Morning. Amarillo by Morning. It is George Strait. So, we love them both. But it's Alan Jackson v. George Strait. Raymundo, you're in there pushing the buttons. Our audio producer, Raymundo, who are you picking? Uh, George Strait, just because I remember when we first moved here, he had so many number ones. There's no way uh, Alan Jackson's even close to that. I got to go strictly based on number ones, George Strait. And I think George Strait ends up winning, but I'm going Alan Jackson. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't grow up in Texas. I grew up in Arkansas. And I know that the Texas love is for George Strait because of all the Texans here on the show. And I, George Strait's fantastic to me. But Alan Jackson, his music hits me harder than George Strait's does. Like Chattahoochee had a bigger place in my life growing up than any George Strait song did. So I'm going, and I've also met Alan Jackson. He said, <laughs> hey, man, you're the guy on the radio? And I was like, yeah, he goes, nice to meet you. And that was it, and it was fantastic. <laughs> Sounds like so, Sylvester yeah, Stallone. What? Yeah, he also, he also came in on the show once, too, mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a guest. So did George. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I'm just, I said I met him once. I met him once playing. Oh, like out came, and about. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going Alan Jackson. Lunchbox. Listen, guys, George Strait is amazing. Amazing. But when you look at Alan Jackson's songs, there are so many jam after jam after jam. Give me Alan Ooh, Jackson. We got two Alan Jacksons. <laughs> Woo! Amy. I mean, I, this is there's not even a question. I love Alan Jackson, but George Strait all the way, 100%. George. That's Amy's favorite Great. artist. Period. Yeah, I mean, you put him up against anybody, I'm going to yeah. have to pick him. Well, we're at two to two. We're going to Eddie for the final vote. Eddie, you are a Texan. Bones, I love Alan Jackson. You know that. I do. Chattahoochee, yeah. come on. We talk about the jeans all the time that he wore in the music video. But, man, I was born and raised in Texas, dude. I was born and raised on George Strait music. He is the king of country music for one reason, because he is the king. Give me George Strait. Get out of here. Yes or no. The winner, George Strait. Yeah. Listen, we hate this segment. Yeah. We don't like picking against anyone. It started with Old Dominion versus Little Big Town. <laughs> yeah, that, was tough. <laughs> that was a tough hard. one, too. They're, yeah. all, they're all tough. Well, George Strait wins Battle of the Bands today. <laughs> On my TikTok, I did the top seven 90s country artists without a doubt. Don't argue with me. <laughs> That's what I said. Mm-hmm. At number seven, Randy Travis. Oh, baby, I'm gonna love you forever. Forever and ever. Randy Travis reminds me of being with my grandmother who was who introduced me to country music when I thought country music was current listening to, you know, Johnny Cash and the old school. All she had was an old record player and then later an old cassette player. So I thought it was Johnny Cash and John Anderson. I thought that was contemporary country music until I started listening to the radio. But Randy Travis was about the only new country artist that she could listen to because he sounded so old. So I loved Randy Travis. At number six, Trisha Yearwood. You know, we had Matthew McConaughey on the show yesterday, and he got his start basically in the Runaway Joe video. That's right. 
He was casted in a local, like, hey, we're looking for good-looking people to be in the video. But that was way early. Way, way back in the day. Yeah, so I have Trisha Yearwood at number six. At number five, again, don't argue with me on this, Joe Diffie. I never knew you were a pickup man. You can set my truck on fire. And maybe not as many massive hits as some of these other guys, but Joe Diffie just made you feel good. All his songs just made you feel good. Rest in peace, Joe Diffie. At number four, Alan Jackson. Yeah, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Never knew how much that muddy water meant to me. But I learned how to swim and I learned who I was. A lot about living and a little about love. At number three, Reba. And Reba's still awesome. I went to watch Reba and Brooks and Dunn last year play that show together. And it's hard to equal a shine of Brooks and Dunn because they're so dynamic on stage and they have all the hits. But Reba just owns it. And she comes out and does all the wardrobe changes. And like she was Beyonce before Beyonce was Beyonce. <laughs> At number two. I don't understand this. You have two spots left and so many more artists to go. Well, yeah, that was bound yeah, to happen. That's, that's what happened. How do you this not understand? Crazy. There's hundreds of artists. <laughs> And Who can are only you be. going with? Uh, I know. It has to be the last final two. There's others that sh- I would think have huh? been on the list. There's only two left. Like and he- number two, Brooks and Dunn. Yes. Yes. See? I told you. You're crazy. Ah, Marie. <laughs> Don't argue with him, Amy. Marie. Marie. What? No, Brooks and Dunn, they deserve to be in the list. I get it. But be based on this list and where I think you're headed, that means that George Strait wasn't even in your top uh-huh, seven. Uh-huh. Which and is Shania? Like this is crazy. Yeah, I was I thought that was gonna be Shania right there. And maybe I, maybe I, because he's going nineties and Garth had success like other places, you're Maybe he's in another list of like or, multiple decades. Or maybe decades. it's not even Garth. So maybe, oh, wait. Right, that's what I'm saying. Shania might come in at number one. Nah, or no chance. George. Top artist from the 90s. I did a list. Top seven. Randy Travis at seven. Trisha Yearwood at six. Joe Diffie at five. Alan Jackson at four. Reba at three. Brooks and Dunn at two. Who's at one? Ooh. Go. Who do I have? <laughs> Garth Brooks. No, I had Garth, but I'm going Shania. No doubt, Garth Brooks. At number one, we have a tie. Oh, oh, oh Shania. Garth and George. Shania and Garth. No, George and Garth. No, stop. G and G. No, no, no. The King and the Goat. Huh. No, no. S and G. Shania and Garth. Yeah, has to be. We have a three-way tie! Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 So it's Shania, the goat, and the It's king. Shania, George Strait, and Garth Brooks. <laughs> you can't separate them. They all are number yeah. one for the 90s. Yeah. All right, here's a little Shania for you. Here's a little George Strait for you. I'm carrying your love with me. And here's a little Garth Brooks for you. Tomorrow never Three-way tie. It's a three-way tie! <laughs> Classic Bobby. Classic. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know what I'm going to start doing on TikTok? Uh, what? I'm going to start doing country music blind items. Like, I know secret stuff all the time. I'm just not going to say who it is. Ooh. And so I'm going to I'm gonna take my glasses off and put sunglasses on and be like, country music blind item. 
Well, and you're going to reveal secrets? I'm not going to say who it is. I'm just going to give the blind item. I love it. Like the New York Post or used to do? Yeah, the blind item. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That'd okay. be hilarious. And then let people guess. And then... <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be funny. Yeah. And then everyone who it's about, they're going to be puckered like, oh, oh God, no, you're going to guess yeah. me. We're going to start country music blind items on my TikTok. All right, let's play the fiddle game. A lot of country songs have fiddle in them. We're just going to play the fiddle part. Can you name the song? Are you guys ready? Ready. All right, we're going to play elimination style. If oh, you miss it, you're out. Dang it. Here we go. Number one. That's what? Oh, quit That's doing enough. that. Hit it again, please. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope this right. Everybody good? Yeah. Eddie. There's your trouble. Lunchbox. Dear John. Amy. There's your trouble. I have there's your trouble. There's your trouble. There's your trouble. Sorry, dude. You know what? Keep playing. Yes! Fuck okay. I, I, I hate to see someone go listen, first round. I knew the song, but I didn't know the... I, I thought Wait, there's how your, was Dear John? No, no, no. There's your trouble. Dear John, there's your... I thought that's where it went into. I... I Got him. So you didn't know the song. No, no, Does I that combined song say them. Dear John, no. in it? somewhere no. in it, dear John, it and something. Dear, oh, yeah. dear John, so long. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. Yeah. Thank you. And there's a dear John song, right? John Deere. No, John Deere. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Hot, Hot summer night. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Billy I got Bob him. and Charlena. Uh, whatever. Charlene. I got confused. Right. The whole town said this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had trouble written down. All right, next up. All right, Lunchbox, what do you have? Pontoon. Eddie? Girl in a Country Song. I have Girl in a Country Song. Oh. <laughs> what do you have? I have boys around here. Being a girl in a country song. There was a girl in there going, yeah, baby. Yeah, that but baby. Miranda Pistol Annie's was in, um, and I thought he was about to go after that long fiddle play. Yeah, the boys around here. They, the, 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 Will you play that again? Let's yeah, see if that works. It. Here you go. And I thought that was Miranda Lambert. Yeah, baby. Well, well, the, the boys, boys round here. here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I had. All right, next one. <laughs> I know this one. I just don't know the exact order of the title. Me too. Ugh. That's my problem. Name that song with the fiddle in it. All right, Amy, need an answer. Kenny Chesney. Lunchbox, what do you have? Mama around here. Mama around here. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Amy, just Kenny Chesney. <laughs> it is Kenny Chesney. Oh, I have because I didn't know if it was no sh- no shoes, no shirt, no problem, or no shirt, no shoes, no problem. But I'm going no shoes, no shirt, no problem. What do you I have? too have no shoes. Yeah, no shoes. No shirt. No problem. No shoes. Oh, we got it. I want no, no shirt. shirt. Yeah, good. No problem. Good. All right, next up. So lunchbox is out, right? He's playing. Point? Let okay. the guy play. 
Okay. Hey, old man, calm down. That's a pretty easy one, right? Yeah, pretty easy. Lunchbox, what do you have? Yeah, chicken fried. Nice. Amy? Chicken fried. Eddie? Chicken fried. Chicken fried it is. And Woo! a little bit of chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night. All right, one more. Back. And if there's still a tie, we'll go to sudden death, Eddie. Hey. Oh, that last part. That drum beat right there got me. We know who it is by the I, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. You know it, Lunchbox? Yeah, I know it. Who is it? It's Alan Jackson. Nice. Yeah, I know it's Alan Jackson, but I don't have the song yet. I'll Are tell you. Listening you want to hear it once? again? Yeah, hear it again. Went down yonder on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> oh, is that it? Nope. <laughs> Stop, you're tricking me. It's a little bitty thing called... No, but, but, Stop, Eddie, I'm playing against Eddie here in the championship. Okay. I mean, I didn't even hear that. It down. Yeah, I didn't even hear that. Thing. Okay, I don't know the name uh, of the song. I, don't, I know the song, Bones. I just don't know if I have the right title. Amy, what do you have? It's all right to be little bitty. A little hometown. Okay, well, you can't just sing a song and hope you, have, like, spray it. I have little bitty. What? I wrote down little bitty. <laughs> Lunchbox? It's little bitty. Eddie? Okay, see, this is where it gets confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, too, thought it was little bitty, mm-hmm. but I wrote down... Itty bitty. Oh, you gone. You gone. You gone. You gone. Is it itty bitty? Itty bitty? It's all right to be itty itty bitty. No. I have a little bitty. Oh. Come on. So it's either itty. It's it's not itty bitty. It's not not itty bitty. It's just, is it little bitty? To be little bitty. A little hometown or a big old city. You might as well swim. Alan would have been like, hey, guys, I know it's little, but let's do it. Itty bitty. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm picturing in my head. Here you go. But it's alright to be a little bit oh. hometown or a big old city. Eddie, you choked. <laughs> Why did I change it? You choked. Well, that's all she wrote. Mm. Oh! Yo, unbelievable. Oh! You want to hear? I, I thought I was being clever. You want to do speed rounds? If yes. we can, uh, all right, these are. How many more are there, Ray? Four. Okay, speed round, go. Bobby. Jason Aldean, <laughs> town. Yeah, we got the gas and get some wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Hick town. All right, next up. Eddie, go. Suds in the bucket. Nice job. Dang. Nice job. Go ahead. Bobby. Dustin Lynch, Cowboys and Angels. We wow. I love the baller, dude. That's really more? good. Okay. Eddie. Take a bottle and it's dead. Pull the trigger. Not the right song. Okay. You're thinking of Brad Paisley, Allison Krauss. Yeah, That's yeah. not it. All right. Is that Tracy Lawrence, Paint Me a Birmingham? Would you paint me wow. a Birmingham? 
this guy's good. Hey, you got me on one of them, though. You got me on one of them. Hey, you're real good. All right. That is the jam right there. Okay. Whew. Got my heart rate up now. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. The owner of an eight-year-old English bulldog has two guys working on the train to think. His name is Mike. He was having lunch. His dog ran off. Couldn't find his dog. Looked for him for hours. The dog runs over to this train track area and is literally on the tracks, and the train is coming at the dog. Now, luckily, this was a really long straight stretch, but the engineer Christian Beck spotted the bulldog on the tracks and was able to pull the train slow enough that they didn't run over the dog. Wow. That wasn't moving. I think that's harder than you think. Oh, it Stopping is. Stopping a big old train? Yes. Yeah. yeah, him and assistant conductor Vinny Frajali stopped the train. Wow. Stepped off the train, got the dog. After a few minutes, they put the dog back on the train. When they got to their next stop, they pulled off. Dog had a collar on. They found the owner. That's great. Love it. Man, you had to really be looking at the tracks, though, to stop. Because mm-hmm. I can imagine you're not just staring down the tracks you're the whole time. You're not driving no anything, so. Yeah, shout out to Christian Beck, Vinny Frajali. You guys saved the dog. Made a guy really happy, too. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over to Terry in Pittsburgh, who is waiting patiently. Terry, what's happening? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. I was calling to ask Bobby, first of all, congratulations on all your endeavors you got going on. Thanks. And I wanted to ask you about uh, your new reality show, how much of it is scripted and how much of it is just not scripted. Well, it's not a reality show because there's no uh, story to really follow follow along with except for one episode. What I'm doing May 31st, it's called Breaking Bobby Bones. It is completely unscripted because I could never remember lines while I'm hanging 5,000 feet over the Grand Canyon or climbing a tree. Uh, but I go and I kind of walk a day in a life of a very inspirational person. You know, for example, one of the guys served in the military. His name is Ralph. Lost both legs when a bomb hit him. And he was in Afghanistan. He bounced back. He had never played hockey. He's from Southern California. But he found sled hockey and was on the U.S. Paralympic team. Is. They want a gold medal. And so I went out and learned all about his story and was with him for three days. And then I try to live a day in the life of these guys, these heroes. These guys, guys means guys or girls. And so I played sled hockey with these guys who lost their legs in battle with the gold medal team. And they beat the crap out of me because they knew they were going to be on TV. So they weren't going to be on TV being soft. So I got crushed. And so the goal was for me to score a goal. And you have to watch to see if I can. But I was terrible. I've never played any hockey in my life. But so, no, it's not scripted at all. But I think you'll watch it. And I think you'll be inspired by the people that had something happen to them or they were born into a situation that they were told, hey, you probably won't be able to get out of this. But not only did they survive, but they thrived and they're passing it on. And so I feel like that's what I'm doing as well. So I'm kind of walking a few days in their shoes and living their life a little bit. And there are some pretty hairy situations I get myself into. Some of them I do well, some I don't. But no, it is not scripted at all. However, maybe season two, if we have it, I would love for it to be scripted (laughs) because then I won't be as scared all the time. Um, how's that for an answer, Terry? I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very Perfect. much. I'm looking forward to it. Excited. I appreciate Shout it. out, Adam, my husband. Love you. Love you, Adam. Love there you go. Love you, Adam. Love you, Adam. <laughs> uh, May 31st, that show comes out on Nat Geo. And then I think after like six episodes happens, they get like a, like a whole drop on Disney Plus. Because they'll do like little blooms. Oh. That's what I call it. Little clusters. Yeah. 
So uh, thank you for your question. Let's do Yanexus in Naples, Florida, who is on the phone. Hello, Yanexus. Good morning, everybody. Morning. I had a question. So I'm getting married in 17 days, and I am not like requiring people to wear masks, but I am saying if you feel comfortable wearing them, go ahead and wear them. I was wondering where you guys stand on if people want to wear their masks or not. Well, in 17 days, I would say you should probably wear a mask. Although yeah. in Florida, you guys don't even, I don't think they have masks there. <laughs> to be honest, I don't um, I kid, kind of. But in 17 days, I would say, hey, masks. But when we get married late summer, who knows what the environment's going to be. So we don't have a decision on that yet. I think everybody will be vaccinated. And if you, right now, if you're asking me, I think it'll probably, if you want to wear one, wear one. But I don't think we'll see masks being as prevalent in August, September, honestly. I think some will. But yeah, and if people wanted to, you that would be totally fine. See, I was wearing a mask before COVID on airplanes, and you guys would tell me how nutty I was. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You'd walk on a plane, you see that one person with a mask on? That was me. Because <laughs> I want to catch a cold or the flu on an airplane. Now all of a sudden, everybody's caught up. Uh, good luck with your wedding. How you feeling? You nervous? Um, no, because I've known my fiancé for 15 years, so I am excited. <laughs> okay, well, congratulations. I hope it goes awesome. Thank you. Congratulations to you guys. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You too. Uh, tonight, if you have Twitch, you sh- or not, you can download Twitch. It's a free app. Or you can just hit on the internet. Boop. That link pops up. It's We're doing a, re- a very limited talk show. Six episodes, one a month. But tonight, it's me with Maddie and Tay and Ryan Hurd. We have a whole bunch of stuff planned. I have no idea how it's going to work. Haven't even practiced it yet. She'll just fly by the seat of your pants. <laughs> well, I, I know them. I called in my friends for the first episode, so it would be comfortable. We got all this equipment at the house. We'll be streaming it live at 8 Central, so 9 Eastern, 8 Central. It's called On Time with Bobby Bones. I hope you guys watch. I don't know what's about to happen. Are they performing or are they going to just talk? Well, first I was like, don't feel like you have to perform. I don't even know if the cameras are going to work. <laughs> but they feel, they feel comfortable that they're going to perform. Cool. So I think we're going to have some live music tonight. Nice. We're going to do some interviews. We'll play some games. We got a Jenga. Oh, really? You're yeah. play Jenga? I think so. Okay. You ever seen anyone play Jenga live time? No. Yeah, while doing an interview? <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, this is going to be amazing tonight. Uh, that'll be on Twitch. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Story. This is a really sad story. Prosecutors are promising justice following yesterday's deadly shooting in Boulder, Colorado. While the details are still evolving and the shooter's name is still being withheld, police have confirmed that 10 people are dead at the King Supers grocery store. The suspected gunman has also been taken into custody. Among those he's accused of killing is a Boulder police officer who was one of the first to respond to the scene. His name is Eric Talley, an 11-year veteran of the force. He is survived by a wife and seven children. Oh it's been 30 years since Boulder has had an officer die in the line of duty. So we are thinking about everybody in that community and Officer Tally's family and everybody who's been affected by the shooting. Did you see it in the news yesterday? I did. It's so sad. I mean, I I was just reading some of the the witness accounts and like one guy was there. He's like, I just went stopped by to get Coke and Cheetos. And then next thing you know, he was yeah. running to the back of the store because he heard the gunshots. Nah, we're thinking about you guys. Yeah. All right, let's do another one. Bobby's other story. In a lighter story, Krispy Kreme is encouraging more people to roll up your sleeves and get a coronavirus shot because starting today, anyone who shows a vaccination card can get a free glazed donut. 
No strings attached. By the way, it's not just one time. It's every day for a year, for the mm. whole year. You can go and get a donut every day for the rest of the year. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, oh. every day, one a day, you get a free donut every time you show them your card, and that means they're going to go out of business because everybody's going to be stopping by for that free donut, one a day. Boom, even if you don't want to eat it, just go by and get it. Well, they're, no, I don't think that's it. Why would you go waste? <laughs> yeah. However... I read that, too, and thought it was a, a, a typo. Well, I was wondering how they were. I thought they were going to stamp your vaccination card with, like, a donut. Can you imagine you get a donut <laughs> stamp on your Well, vac- because how else would they track? I thought. You get a that- sub stamp at Subway. <laughs> you take it everywhere. <laughs> I thought for the rest of the year they were offering it to all people. Like, you have all year to get vaccinated. But then, like, once you showed your card and you got your free donut, like, eh, you're done. But I guess you're not. That's crazy. I believe. <laughs> I believe. If I read it right, Me too. It, it is one a day for the rest oh of the year. Boy. Well, you know, I don't read things right. <laughs> Mike D, can you fact check that, please? Because I read that last night, and it did say one a day for the rest of the year. Wow. That's crazy. That's cool. By the way, we're not going to die of COVID if we get a donut every single day. We're going to die of Di- donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes. Yeah. We're gonna have- <laughs> well, I think they know nobody's going to go every day. You're Everybody's going to go. Lunchbox wants to go every day just to waste a donut. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to eat it. Just if you're right. Oh, there you go. Get a donut. Okay. Well, I mean, that means you got to have a Krispy Kreme like on your route every day, or you're going out of your way to get a donut, eventually you're going to get tired. Let's go over to fact check Mike, one of his many personas. What do you have fact check Mike? It is every day. Wow. For the rest of the year. <laughs> they don't oh check it anymore goodness. every day. So no donut stamp? Okay. <laughs> this is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Uh, that's the news. Thank you guys. Bobby's Big Story. Let's go over to Brandon. Brandon, what's happening? Thank you for calling the show. Thank you. I just wanted to ask a quick question about these vocal shows, like The Voice and American Idol. Um, I sing a lot at, at, with bands around here, local bands in Arkansas, and they've always wanted me to go on one of the shows, but I feel like the judging's gotten harder, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. I mean, you got to be good. I think the judges know what can win a show, and there's no fluff of, hey, buddy, you can do it, just keep trying. It's like, you know, you don't have what it takes. So go do a little work and come back. I think it's much more direct judging now. I think it's also honest and it's not as mean for television ratings. That was really the thing back in the day. I know I'm, on our show, American Idol, you you don't be mean. There's no bully culture there. Now, sometimes, like last night, for example, I had to get a, onto these kids a little bit. So here they were singing, and this is me walking into a room with them while these two are singing for a duet. Here you go. Honestly, I'm so bored with this version. This is a lot of love because I love the pairing of you two because you're so different. But when I walked in, I thought you guys were just getting warm. I didn't realize this was the actual version. You guys got to think of a song that's going to wow the judges because that that honestly won't. Okay. You both can get there. You're not anywhere near there right now. It may be a song change, honestly. So that wasn't me going and going, hey, you guys suck. You're, you, you look goofy. Because they didn't and they didn't. But it was me going, hey, you guys are better than this, so let's do something to, to highlight what you're good at. I got a little heat last night from folks. Really? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. They For were being like, too firm or harsh? I think firm's a good word. Because I was firm. And you know what? They changed and they got through. There we go. But firm, you were calm and firm. That's the number one thing a parent could be. And you're kind of, as their mentor, their little American Idol parents. Yeah. You're like, a, you're like their dad. I would say, Brandon, if you're good and you know who you are as an artist and you want to go on that show, great. If not, 
there's 10 million ways to try to make it in music. If you're good, you'll make it. The cream will rise. The end. That's how it works. If you're good enough, you will you will get to where you want to get. It's a lot of hard work. So you got to be good and you got to be good at continuing to try. But yeah, go for it. You want to do it? Go for it. Or move to Nashville or get online and start singing on Instagram. If you're good, people will be attracted to you. All right, bud? All right. Thank you, man. All right. See you later. Stay on the phone with him, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get off my phone. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. Jay- calm. Jason, you're on the air. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Hey, I go, um, I, I travel all over, like, Arkansas, like Hot Springs and Pine Bluff and all that. And I, and I bring, like, meat and stuff like that to grocery stores. And uh, I, I want to know, do you, think, do you think that that's an essential worker? Because, you know, I couldn't get the $250 check because they said I wasn't an essential worker. I mean, I think what you do is essential. I think their definition of essential worker is people who have to be in front of and with a lot of people who could, like like grocery store workers, essential workers, because they got to stand there at the register and have a thousand people go right in front of them. They got to work with folks. I think you are an essential worker, but I'm telling you why they made that rule, that grocery store employees are an essential worker. They don't want to go into work when the pandemic was happening. Heck, who did? We were all scared out of our mind, but they did, and they had to go in or wouldn't be able to grocery shop. To be honest, we wouldn't be able to eat meat if you didn't drop it off. I'm on your team. But I do see why they are. But I do think you could. But now it's gonna—it's almost over anyway. Yeah. You know? If you'd have got me like six months ago, I'd have changed the rule. <laughs> uh, but now, Jason, I'm, <laughs> I'm on your side, bud. I think, you know, we definitely. And, you know, I, I drove the big rig for uh, four days over the summer. It, that's so important to the infrastructure of our country. Getting goods and services from one place to the other. Unless you got people driving trucks, we ain't getting crap. Crazy. I didn't even realize how important it was until I did it myself. Jason, appreciate what you do, bud. All right, brother. Thank you, man. All right. See you later. I know I didn't give him what he wanted there. I couldn't just change a law like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. A couple who bought an old school turned it into a mansion. There's a real estate listing in Mount Morris, Pennsylvania that's going viral right now. A couple bought an abandoned elementary school. And it looks exactly like a normal elementary school. Flat. You know, all the... It's not two stories. It's just one story beside oh, another. Weird. Connected in that way with the hallways. So they bought this abandoned elementary school. They refurbished it. It can be yours for $2.4 million. They turned classrooms into bedrooms. Which, those are some pretty big bedrooms. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of them. And wow. Yeah. Is this going to be an Airbnb? <laughs> An arcade, living rooms. The old cafeteria is now the kitchen. The, uh, they refurbished the gym, so you have an indoor basketball court, too, because That's they had oh. the basketball court. There's a garage with room for 30 cars. Some of the bathrooms still have urinals in them, but they're nice urinals <laughs> up against the wall. Overall, you get a house that's more than 14,000 square feet on an 11.4-acre lot. They listed it in August, and it hasn't sold yet. It is kind of creepy to look at from the outside because it does look like you're going into a school, but it's really cool inside. And it's two point four million. Mm-hmm. Why was I thinking after you said all that it would be more? Probably because it's a school. It's so big and all that land. I also think because it's in Mount Morris, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's not like oh. good call. Sorry, it's in Chicago where <laughs> that would probably be a ten million dollar mansion. Sorry, I wasn't thinking of location. Hey, you know what? Location, location, location. <laughs> That's right. That's Am right. I right? That's what you're right. It's weird too because Mike, Mike D, our our head writer here. His lifetime dream is to live in a school. Did you guys know this? No. What? Why does he have that? 
Yeah, ever since I was a kid, I always dreamed about living in a school. I think it's because I grew up in a trailer that was so small, had no space. And I was like, if I could live in a school, I would have room for everything. And so this is what I do. I look up listings online when schools are for sale. But yeah, they're always in random parts of the country. When schools are, sometimes they so just sell a school. A yeah, they'll just sell an old abandoned school to put them up for sale. But it's always a weird part of the country where most people wouldn't want to live. So that's why they're so cheap. How much do schools normally go for? Like 100000 and you wouldn't want what? to move out to somewhere in New Jersey or... There's nothing around it usually, but the schools are amazing. East Texas, <laughs> buy you a school, start Eventually, a life. later in life. Yeah. We all have weird dreams, yeah, and that might be one. the weirdest one. <laughs> Michael Jordan's mansion still cannot find a buyer nine years later. Why? Michael Jordan, 58, purchased the Highland Park estate with his wife in 1991 for $2 million. He initially listed the seven-acre home in 2012 for $29 million. Got no offers. Nine bedrooms, 16 bathrooms. It's now in the market for $14.8. So it went from $29 to $14.8. And so it's extremely customized, first of all. There's a big old 23 on the gate when you go in. Oh. Mm. Some of the lawn stuff <laughs> is about Michael Jordan. Bushes spell 23. It's 56,000 square feet. What? That's insane. It was newly renovated in 2009. It's got five fireplaces, a gourmet chef's kitchen, numerous skylights, a full indoor basketball court. This is basically the school. Of course, yeah. yeah. Additional amenities include a movie theater, cigar room, poker room, wine cellar. There's a separate three-bedroom guest house. He's planted 40-foot evergreen trees that blocks all views from the property, but he won't go down from $14.8 million, so it's sat there for nine years. After nine years, don't you probably... Just slowly trickle it down. To you may not buy. need to, though. He's just like, whatever, I can keep this for as long as I want until someone buys it, right? I just got to imagine he's having to pay upkeep, though. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Constant like. upkeep. And that's okay, because he's Michael Jordan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's okay. I guess. We're going to go over and talk to April in Pennsylvania, who's on the phone. April, thank you for calling the show. How are you today? Hi. Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Now, April has called us because she has her own bonehead story of the day. This happened in her life. Oh. Now, is that true, April? Don't tell me what it is yet, but is that true? Yes, okay. it's true, and it's still going on. It's not resolved yet. So if I can get you to hold for like three minutes, I want to tell everybody this story together. I see it. I laughed out loud. So, April, okay. can you hold for That's three good. minutes, April? Yes, absolutely. All right, back in three minutes with April. Let's bring on April in Pennsylvania. April, welcome to the show. So tell me what happened to you. Hi. Um, so this morning I was about to start work. I work from home. And I was just uh, looking on my phone at Tesla's because they're one of my favorite cars. And um, you get to, like, the end after you, you know, do all your choices. And you can either put in your card or you can, you know, hit Apple Pay. And I just thought it was so funny that you can order a car with Apple Pay, which I was not trying to do. I took a screenshot. I was going to send it to my friend. Um, and apparently, because I have an Apple, um, an iPhone 8 Plus, I still have a home button. When you do a screenshot, it's the, um, you know, the home button and the power button. So apparently when I did that, I bought the Tesla because oh. it put in my fingerprint. Yeah. And um, so... <laughs> I just bought a $67,000 Tesla. Wait, how much? 67000 <laughs> So, So what are you going to do? How long ago did this happen? And why are you talking to us right now when you should be calling, <laughs> blowing up Apple or Tesla? Go ahead. 
Well, because I did try and blow up Tesla, but apparently they're L.A. time and I'm in Pennsylvania, mm. so I can literally do nothing but wait until like 10 o'clock. So I've been sitting here trying to work, trying not to like die. And I'm like, well, I could tell the Bobby Bones show. They'd probably appreciate the story. Um, we do so appreciate yeah, like, it. I did not. <laughs> We're also amazed that you can buy a Tesla just by pushing a, a, your phone and going like, I'll take one of those, yeah. please. Apple Pay? That's You can buy crazy. socks. <laughs> a, a case of water and a Tesla. Just beep, beep, she beep. owns the car right now. I do. It literally. I got a confirmation email, oh. and like the screen was swirling with the with the Tesla symbol, and I'm like, well, that's weird. I, I didn't buy anything, and then I was like, well, I didn't, right? And I was like, well, I better go check check my bank account, and I did. Sure enough, Tesla. There's a hundred dollars right out of my account, and then I was like, huh. Well, I had a major, like, kind of minor. My heart just fell out of my body. But anyway, so then I immediately called Tesla, and they're like, hi, we're not open. And I was like, well, thank you very much. So, yeah, I I have to wait until 10, I guess, before I can get anyone on the phone. Wait, uh, what's the $100 for? Is that I like to hold, to, yeah, yeah, to reserve your... Your Tesla. <laughs> I mean, Tesla's probably so fast, they probably are about to pull up to your house oh, with man. it. <laughs> Look out your window right now. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so I'm kind of freaking out. I'm literally shaking also because I'm talking to you guys. But anyway, I, it's been a morning, and I'm trying to work and get stuff done. And I'm like, well, I have a $67,000 car kind of on its way. <laughs> Not exactly, but still. I would have to think this happens to a few people, and they have a way to get you out of this. Right? If it's that easy, some people accidentally hit something that's that easy. Let us know tomorrow if you don't mind, April. I would think you're going to be fine. They're going to go, hey... This happens. We'll take it off in the end. Yeah. If not, what color did you get? So, um, well, I got red because it's my absolute favorite color. Nice. And, like, the, the red Tesla is, like, you have to custom order that color. Oh, so, gosh. I'm like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to get red. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, no. And I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a morning. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us. I think you're going to be okay. But let us know tomorrow. If you don't mind, we'll watch for your call. Let us know how this plays out. I will. Well, so awesome to talk to you guys. Yeah, awesome to talk to you too. Good luck. Good luck with your day, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. That's crazy. And it's custom. She better hurry before they start painting. (laughs) Uh, We did a mailbag earlier this morning where inside the mailbag, they were talking about splitting bills. She said, hey, I just moved in with my, my boyfriend. He makes a lot more than I do, but I'm living in his house. Like, what's the protocol here? Got a couple of voicemails since then. Here is number one about that. What my wife and I did before we got married was she was uh, taking care of all the bills at the place. So I became the entertainment. She paid for all everything that was uh, for the house. And I paid for all our dates and all our trips and everything else. And it worked out really, really well because she made a lot more money than I did. And that, that's the way we split it up. It's interesting if it works that way. I could feel me if I were him being like, you know, let's not do fancy night out. <laughs> let's if just I, cook tonight. Yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> There'd be a lot of money manipulation with me being able to control that. Uh, here's second, number two. My take on it would be if they're in love and they're planning on getting married, I mean, that's a pretty big commitment in itself. So I feel like bills wouldn't be that big a deal when you're planning on spending your life with someone. Just put all the money together and... You know, everyone contribute what you can and do your best and, you know, love each other well and good luck. 
it's a sweet version mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. But money is often the thing that splits people up or or creates division, even in happy marriages. We always read that. What's the number one thing? Kids, money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes money, kids. Sometimes kids cost money. Sometimes they're the same. <laughs> so I, that's great. If you can live your life like that, that, that's fantastic. But I'm a big believer in defining the rules so you know how to play the game. Yeah, and once they're married, maybe they could... They'll, they'll join doesn't, in. They don't. I don't know. We don't. It's still crazy to me. That's right. His but wife, not, not, crazy, not crazy in a bad way. It just, it's just like y'all been together for so long and she, she, she pays you. Yeah, she pays me. I mean, that's how it works. I do 70%, 30%. Of the, she does 30%. And, but and, she doesn't know how much you make. Right. Yeah. But I, I know how much she makes. And so, I mean, I feel like I do a fair judgment and charge her the right amount of price and then also i guess we maybe address this but with the kids because y'all have kids how do who pays for what with the kids we split well he pays for the older they're just like electricity percent older <laughs> they're, they're just like the electricity bill oh, oh. same thing <laughs> okay yeah it's, i guess it's, so no i get it of romance i know <laughs> yes it's very different you're getting into some bird feeding, huh? Oh, yeah, no, bird watching. I mean, I feed them so they come to me so I can watch them. <laughs> Why? Well, when I was at your house, you showed me where the feeders hang. Yes. It's not about feeding them, it's about watching them. Well, yes, of course I enjoy feeding them, but all the different birds that come to eat, I get to see them, and it's really awesome. And I got a laminated pamphlet with all the birds in Tennessee. So I'm pretty excited about it. So you can identify what the bird is? Yeah. And I'm going to start keeping track of all the different ones I see. I mean, a few of them, it's going to be impossible. They're not coming to my backyard. They're a little more... Ostrich? Wild. (laughs) But (laughs) I do want to start making note of all the different... I don't even know what you call it. Like brands of birds? I'm sure it's not that. Birds is the species, but then what's the the name, the type? I don't know. I'm going to start keeping track. I know nothing about birds. Mm. Well, it would be I like mean, a dog breed, but for birds. And I don't know that I birays interest me terribly. If I see a cardinal, yes. they're really red, <laughs> yeah. or a blue jay. Blue jays are cool. Because I'm like, there's the baseball teams. They, they come <laughs> visit me. Yeah. Oh, and I haven't even told you the best part. Oh, oh there's more. <laughs> I got, like an infomercial. <laughs> and there's more. <laughs> I got a hummingbird feeder for my Ooh. birthday. Hummingbirds are pretty cool. If really you see, cool. Yeah, because yeah. they're so small. But they're, they haven't migrated here yet, I don't think. Dang, they're on their, expert. They're on their way. She's but, the Fauci of birds. <laughs> I'm going to fill it up with the whatever liquid I'm supposed to put in there, water with whatever, and then they're going to come visit me, and it's going to be awesome. Listen, I used to not be into birds either. Something in my life took me there, though, and I'm glad I'm I'm there. At Amy's house, it's a bird feeder and puzzles. Yes. (laughs) There's a puzzle on the table. There's a bird finger (laughs) feeder hanging in the backyard. Right out the window, so you can do both at the same time. This is 40, kids. (laughs) Tonight at 8 Central, uh, my Twitch show goes up. It's an hour from my house. It's basically a TV studio we built on that thing now. Oh, I gotta crazy. download that app. You can watch it on the app. It's easy. It's free. Yeah. Um, it's on the Control Music channel. You can find you know find the app on BobbyBones.com or find find the link or uh, on my Instagram. But Maddie and Tay and Ryan Hurd will be over. It's experimental tonight, so we'll see what happens on Twitch. It's called On Time with Bobby Bones. Obviously, that's for me. On time because it's gonna start on time. Oh yes, that's of it. course. All right, thank you guys. See you tomorrow. Bye everybody. Bobby Bones. Come on.